Yo, what is going on, everybody? Thank you for being here for another episode of You're Still Here. I'm happy that you're still here for You're Still Here. Here we are. It's 2021. We're two weeks in now. Unfortunately, people thought that the end of 2020 just magically meant that because the Gregorian calendar says a different number, things were going to be different. People thought that once 2020 ended, the curse would be broken. But in reality, everyone's finding out that it's actually like one of the Saw movies where you think you finally get to the end and then you just hear the... in that drawer and then it's actually the beginning of the next movie that's what we've just done we've entered 2021 the next saw movie game over now you know what comes next all the meme accounts since 2021 hasn't started the way so many people had imagined here come the memers 2020 be teaching 2021 like walking into 2021 like yeah, I know many of you live for memes. Your whole life is about memes. And I agree. Some of them are definitely hilarious. But every time that I see a meme, in my opinion, behind every single meme is some unfunny guy who can't make you laugh in the room. So instead, they resort to taking a screenshot of Keanu Reeves in Point Break and adding, oh, 2021, be like, what is up with that, by the way? Well, why do memes all sound like they were written in jail? Oh, 2021 be like, oh, when your girl leaves you on red and you, you never hear a meme sound like, oh, when you're troubleshooting a software issue and encounter a bug. No, no, it's always, oh, parents be like, when you got to get home before curfew and the floors are creaking. Why do they always sound like that? It sounds like somebody's freestyling. I understand there are plenty of memes that are funny. I just I just picture these meme creators like, yo, I got a meme account. <laughs> Look at me. I'm hilarious. Okay, why don't you make me laugh? Hold on. I'll get back to you in four days after I think of nine words that I can attach to a picture that I didn't take. How about this? Can you even name me? Who's a memer? Who, who's a great me? Who's a hilarious memer? Oh, Daquan. Oh, yeah, Daquan. What does he look like? Oh, that's right. Nobody knows. I actually have a question. When this pandemic ultimately is over, are people going to be scared to go out? Do we have a new scared mindset? Or is New York City going to look like Times Square after World War II with the guy dipping his wife? Like, are you going to hear sex echoing through all the windows? Like... 1984 New York City, different kind of sex, but is like the next baby boom going to take place? Because then again, this is New York City. It, it may be the next baby boom or the next abortion boom, depending on which way it goes. I'll relax. Take it easy. My brother passed away a few weeks ago. You're going to get mad at me? Oh, don't think I'm scared to use that for as long as I possibly can. I got. I have nine years where I could use that where you can't say anything to me. It's getting cold outside. It's 35. It means you should wear Canada Goose, which is meant for like sub-zero temperatures in northern Alberta. First day, even with a breeze in fall, out come the Canada geese right in the Lower East Side. And I, I can only imagine in California. In California, 
they're coming out with full jackets at 66. It's it's unbelievable. 66 degrees Canada Goose, which is meant for negative 32. You know, anybody who's wearing a Canada Goose jacket should have it stripped, and it should be given to a homeless person in New York. I I can't fathom how homeless people make it through the winter in New York. And now look, homelessness is a brutal thing, and it's actually increasingly a huge problem in the country. With that said, I lived in Southern California. There's endless civilizations of homeless people down there. There are huge homeless communities. It looks like the movie Spawn. There's blocks and blocks of tent villages of homeless people. So why in God's name would a homeless person choose New York? How does that work if you want to move in to the tent village? Like if a homeless person from New York wanted to make his way to California, are you like allowed in the tent village? Or do they even, do they need to like recognize you? Are they welcoming to all homeless? Or do you need to know a homeless guy? That's a morbid concept. Oh my God, you know what I just thought about? This is, this is awful. If there's a, if there's a newly homeless, attractive woman, you have to be the star of stars in there. I picture you walking into the camp like a 90s teen movie. Can't hardly wait. Like, that's the least homeless they'll ever be as they're walking into there. I'm not being mean. It's a true thing. Somebody is newly homeless. That newly homeless person goes to a homeless village. And I want to know, does the do the homeless villagers say, oh, my God, this girl is gorgeous. It's fair of me to ask that. That's what I would do if I was homeless. Do you know how excited I would be? Honestly, it's like jail. I hope it's not like jail. Like, oh, my God. Well, I guess I should say something about what happened last week in Washington. That was uh, quite a sight to see, huh? Huge national headline story. Tom Brady won a playoff game at 43 years old. I'll get to the other boring Washington event in a few minutes, but during the Bucks redskins game, NBC showed the last guy who either threw a touchdown pass or... Uh, won a playoff game at 43 years old. You had to see this guy. He was Tom Brady's age. They were the same exact age, but it was a few decades ago. So this guy was 43 years old in the 70s, and Tom Brady's 43-year-old now. This guy looked worse than the Crip Keeper. His bitter beer face was so bad that bitter beer face would show up, look at this guy, and say, oh, no, we gotta, we need a new name. And this goes back to something I've been saying for like the last five years. When I was a kid... An adult looked like a grown-ass man. A grown-ass man. High school seniors, they looked older than Tom Brady does now at 43. Hulk Hogan, you know him? He was fully bald at WrestleMania 3, let alone WrestleMania 23. You you look at high school kids in movies, the role, like the Bueller, Bueller. Go look around the classroom and see what some of those kids looked like. Forget about being 35, 43. If you were 35, you looked like Paulie Walnuts from The Sopranos. I recently saw, speaking of quarterbacks, Vinny Testaverde's college picture. He looks 25 years older than my younger brother does right now. And my younger brother is in college right now, which is when Testaverde took the picture. What the hell happened between now and then that caused this revelation in aging? What is what has facilitated this age discrepancy? Is, has there been some revelation made in the cream industry? I mean, in the news, you see all these 
young guys and girls dating people half their age. Kate Beckinsale dating a 19-year-old. Uh, DiCaprio always dating a teenager. Uh, Scott Disick dating a teenager. Go back to 1996 when Billy Bob Thornton dated Angelina Jolie. He looked like Bruce Wayne's butler Alfred taking out Bruce Wayne's girlfriend. He looked eight generations older. Now, what's even crazier is that 14-year-olds look 27. And I promise you I'm not I'm not looking at 14-year-olds. I promise you. Like I said, I promise you. But look, my brother's a teenager, so when he had friends over throughout high school, they'd say, oh, man, look at this girl. I'd be like, oh, what is, is she from the Hunger Games? Like, no, she's from my math class. What, are you kidding me? I know they say some things like, they're, they are go- going back to memes. Oh, when you when your girl on TikTok look like a porn star. No, but for real, what, when you see some girl on TikTok dancing and you find out she's 14 and then you go look at your pictures of your high school yearbook, they don't look like that. So that basically means at 14, you look 27 and then you stay that way until you're 40. 50 if you're in Hollywood, 60 if you're Mario Lopez. The guy looks younger now than he did in Saved by the Bell in 1991. I'm honestly convinced that if you achieve a certain level of success in Hollywood, that a power that be just calls you and says, hey, Mario, I want to I give you the good news. You have worked in Hollywood long enough. You've achieved a high enough level of success. You now qualify for the Tuck Everlasting Cream that we make available only to A-list celebrities. Notable users of this Tuck Everlasting Cream include another Lopez you may know, Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Aniston, Kate Beckinsale, Rob Lowe, that guy from 30 Rock. I don't know how they do it, but it's not available to the public. And I'm sorry, J-Lo, it's not olive oil. We know you're lying. We know you're protecting the cream maker. And as far as that age gap thing, I want to revisit that. My friend brought up a great point he said that you see more people with big age gaps dating now it's not a big deal because social media has narrowed the gap with generational knowledge like for example if you grew up in the 80s then you were part of that pop culture you were listening to metal hair metal bands like bon jovi and stuff like that white snake (laughs) i couldn't pick white snake out of a lineup However, now let's say 20 years go by, you're in your 40s, you want to date a 20-year-old. And what is she? She's it's the 2000s. She's listening to Britney Spears and all this stuff. How are you getting your access to Britney Spears? You're not. So if you ever tried to hang out with her and her friends, you don't know a damn thing. But now because of social media, everything's kind of mishmashed in there together. All the generations are tossed in together. Something's trending The same thing's trending for 20-year-olds as it is for 50-year-olds. So it's kind of squished everything together. So a 40-year-old now does know who Takashi 69 is. Just because if you're scrolling on social media, you're going to come across it. However, 20 years ago, there ain't a damn chance in hell you're watching TRL with the Backstreet Boys coming out there. Said hi, gotta go. Actually, while we're on the topic of old people, I had some friends over to watch the Sunday night game. And we reminisced about this story. This is a true story from when we went to the Dominican Republic and we went out to a restaurant. And while we were at this restaurant, some old guy at a different table in like a zoned off area literally starts choking. 
and I'm talking about seriously choking to the point where you're you you're hearing a panic. He's choking, help us. It looked like the scene in Miss Doubtfire where Pierce Brosnan is legitimately choking. Oh God! Oh. My friend, like a freaking superhero, runs over to this table, jumps over the railing because they're in a private kind of area performs the Heimlich maneuver on somebody who's literally about to lose their life. There are many stories like that of people who lose lose their life because they choke on something. <coughs> My friend saves his life, gives him the Heimlich maneuver. This man's alive because of my friend. He gets the full, oh my God, Every the whole place is cheering. My friend is a very mellow guy. He doesn't need anything like that. I'm not so mellow. Now put yourself in this family's shoes. You don't have anyone there who can successfully perform the Heimlich. Some guy from a restaurant, a patron, jumps over. He's not a doctor. And he saves your family member's life. What do you think you would do? What would you do at a restaurant? They're eating over there. You're in the nice little gated off area. I'm hoping that you would say something along the lines of, not only would I pay for his dinner, I would pay for all of his friends' dinner. Because, you know, he saved my family member's life. What do you think these people did? Remember, these people in their nice zoned-off area the secluded behind a like velvet rope area. You know what they did? They sent over one coconut mojito. That's what their family member's life was worth. One coconut mojito. Do you imagine I went into that restaurant with a gun? and went up to that old guy and had him and put a gun to his head and went to his family, what are you going to give me for him? What are you going to give me for him? What are you going to give me for him? They would say, oh, no, I'll, 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 I'll put the mortgage up. I'll give you anything you want. I'll give you 200, 300. I'll give you everything we have. Just keep him alive. But my friend comes in there, saves this guy's life, and you buy him one coconut mojito? I'll never let this go. And my friend doesn't care. But, but but just think about that. Yes, it is supposed to be out of the kindness of your heart. But I want you to actually take it from me. I had a family member, a close one, pass away. If somebody saved my brother's life, I can assure you we would compensate them a little better than sending over one coconut mojito. So I guess I got to talk about that other boring event that happened in Washington. All I really want to know is, is who are these people? Who are they? Who are you? Anything that I've seen on the news, chop, chaz, uh, uh, burning all of Minnesota, uh, the stuff in New York or storming the Capitol, all this stuff. Who are these people? Who are you? Where are they? Walk around Michigan State University. They're not there. They're not. Where are these people? They're not around in your normal life. They're not at the butcher. I don't know one person who knows one person who knows one person who went to this thing. Like six degrees of Kevin Bacon protest style. I just don't understand. If somebody called me and said, hey, man, do you want to come with me to uh, storm the Capitol? 
No, no, actually I don't. It's wild card weekend and I have a three team teaser in and I'm looking to cash. And judging by the pictures I saw, those people don't want to be there either. Do you see the guy who was carrying the the podium? He didn't really look like an insurrectionist to me. It looked like he had Invisalign. <laughs> he didn't have a worry in the world. And then how about that other guy with the, the orc horns or whatever? These people, they stormed into a building. Then the media, they look at each other like the two Spider-Mans just pointing at each other, blaming the other side. And what's mind-boggling to me, and you know, you can get angry at me for thinking this, is that your average person cares. I really don't, I, I don't believe they do. I don't. I feel like those people don't even want to be, I feel like they just have nothing to do. I feel like if I went up to them beforehand and was like, yo, Tim, I got a $50 Applebee's gift card. It expires in two hours. You want to come with me and get some boneless wings while we still can? They'd throw down the podium, throw down me. Oh, yeah, let's get the hell out of here. I've never called somebody, and they just said, oh, hey, man, we're going to go to the Brooklyn Bridge and spit on a cop. Yeah, man, I'm going to I'm stopping by uh, the salon. I'm going to dye my hair purple, and then I'm going to I'm gonna smash a window at CVS. You coming? No, I'm not. There's a 0% chance I'm coming. Take it from a guy who just had something awful happen to him. Okay, when you're going to go through something real in your life that's not good... I can assure you the last thing on your mind is the Senate runoff in Georgia. Focus on the small things in your life. Do you like Connect Four? Play it with your son. So I do want to offer some hope for those of you out there who magically thought that the end of 2020 would somehow bring an end to the misery. But first, I think we should at least just define misery. 2020 misery. Equals, I'm home watching 4K movies on Netflix while I'm FaceTiming my best friend in Minnesota as I order buffalo chicken slices from my favorite pizzeria, from my phone. And then when he brings it, I don't even have to look at his face. I can have him leave it at the door and imagine what he looks like because I don't have to look at his face. Okay, so now do me a favor. Google Berlin after World War II. 1080p footage. And I say that because I saw it. I've watched this. And the whole city is destroyed. There's not a single building standing as far as the eyes can see. Just destroyed buildings. Yet there are people walking to work with little suitcases. Where are they going? There's not one building. There's not one building. I'm not <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's not one building. So where are they going? You know, maybe this is why that 43-year-old looked like he did in the NFL. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> the hope. <laughs> For those of you who thought that 2020 was supposed to end and then the misery was supposed to end, well, let me give you one more little benchmark to hope for before ultimately being disappointed again. It started in March. The misery started in March. So technically, it should end in March. So keep your hopes up for another two months and you know what you're going to hear. March 15th. <laughs> Since people told me that they enjoyed stories of my brother and I, I'm going to try to at least incorporate one or so every week. Because we have, whoever you are out there, I'm sorry to say this, I had more inside jokes with my brother than all of you. And I know you're thinking, no, that yes, yes, I don't care. 
there's a 0% chance. Because look at my mind. Look how it works. You think your mind works like my messed up mind? I'm coming up with the... I just came up with seven during this episode with you. Now imagine a lifetime worth with my brother. So I told you we were watching NFL, and I mentioned a three-team teaser before. When my brother and I used to bet football games... Let me let me word this differently. My brother and I, when we were younger, we unfortunately didn't go to a lot of family events, including funerals of distant relatives and whatnot. One time when we went to one of uh, these funerals, when we did go, one of our cousins, he had a smug way of calling us out for missing all those events so we go up to this funeral and he comes up to us and he shakes our hand and he goes hey i'm sorry for your loss he emphasized the word your and what he was trying to do was subtly tell us this is a big loss for you you should be sad that you are at this funeral because this is your family member it was him like saying hey this is your family loss, and you should know more about it. So ever since that day when we received that smug, I'm sorry for your loss, if we ever lost a bet, like if he said, hey, I'm taking the Steelers Sunday night, and my brother would have because he took every favorite like a Joe Blow public that he was, if he lost or I lost, we would text each other, hey, I'm sorry for, and in all caps, your loss. So if you (laughs) know anybody that gambles and they tell you about a bet and you find out they lose, you tell them, I'm sorry for, all caps, your loss. And that's kind of my story with Mike for the week. Maybe I'll do that, depending on what I talk about in each podcast. I'll try to incorporate a story or an inside joke between me and Mike that pertains to some of those topics. And people seem to enjoy that, especially people who knew Mike. And like I said a couple episodes back, it's kind of a way to keep him alive through these stories because now that you guys know, maybe you'll text me, hey, Andy, heard you took the Titans. Sorry for your loss. So that's kind of my story with Mike for the week. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll try to incorporate something depending on what I talk about during the podcast that me and Mike talked about, one of our endless inside jokes, because like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, it's a way to keep him alive. And maybe now, like if I place a bet or something, one of you people will text me, hey, Andy, heard you bet the Titans. Sorry for your loss. So until next week, like I said, please, if you're listening to this in your car do me a favor send this to somebody not me don't text me hey i enjoyed that because it does nothing text it to somebody who's not me and say hey you'll enjoy this if you're watching on youtube comment write oh i liked snakes when i was a kid now i don't that can be the comment because the way this works is the only way other people will be suggested this is it has all those hits the clicks the likes the comments the shares so i need that from you people i hate to ask trust me i feel like a starbucks barista but it's the only way or else it's just going to be me and whatever 50 people or you are out there right now. So help me out and I will really appreciate it. I will see you guys next week. Have a good weekend and try not to wear your absurd Canada goose jackets. <laughs>